poetry has always wandered. Many of our most revered poems are journeys, the Odyssey, the Canterbury Tales, Piers Plowman, and Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, to name just a few. And despite persisting images of the stop-at-home poet ensconced in the lonely garret, poets like Wordsworth and Coleridge ventured thousands of miles on foot in pursuit of ideas and inspiration. The Warsaw bone poet Ossip Mandelstam, writing about the relationship between the human stride and poetic rhythm, wondered how many oxhide sandals Dante had got through walking the goat paths of Italy as he composed his Divine Comedy, a work which in itself took him to hell and back. I am also a traveller poet, having gone as far as the Arctic Circle, the fjords of New Zealand's South Island, and the furthest tributaries of the Amazon River in search of poems, though more recently I have been exploring an area much closer to home. The Pennines, often referred to as the backbone of England, are a range of mountains running from the Scottish borders to the English Midlands on pretty much a north-south axis. Towards the southern end, they provide a natural divide between the counties of Lancashire to the west and Yorkshire to the east, counties which fought against each other during the War of the Roses and whose notorious rivalry continues to this day, though usually with less bloodshed. Further north, the Pennines separate the counties of Cumbria and Northumberland, with the Lake District lying to the west and the urbanised Tyne and Weir coastline to the east, before merging with the Cheviot Hills in southern Scotland. Hadrian's Wall, the famous Roman fortification which once formed the physical boundary line between England and Scotland, bisects the range towards its northern reaches. In many ways the word Pennine is synonymous with the word North, conjuring up images of England's industrial heartlands as well as bleak and remote upland tracts. But the North is something of a confusing term in British geography, perhaps in the same way that the American Midwest to the foreigner seems neither particularly mid nor especially west. Outsiders looking at a map of Britain tend to see a long by narrow landmass roughly 600 miles from top to bottom and a couple of hundred miles wide. From that point of view, suffice it to say that the Pennines are roughly in the middle. The mountains of the Pennines are not particularly tall, and by some definitions not even mountains, Crossfell being the highest at just sort of 3,000 feet, and are often referred to as fells, pikes, or simply hills. But towards their upper slopes they are sparsely populated, even uninhabitable, and in winter they often form an inhospitable landscape and occasionally an impenetrable barrier to traffic and travel. Their unique characteristic is that of moorland, and I say unique because for all my wanderings I have never come across anywhere in the world which resembles the moors of my own country. These are wide and undulating expanses of high altitude, treeless hillsides, often boggy, usually with very poor or peat soil, incapable on the face of it of sustaining anything but the hardiest of grasses or the most adaptive of species. Sheep graze there, and crows perch on the rocky outcrops, and yet, like all supposed wildernesses, a closer study reveals a rare and threatened habitat, a sanctuary for all kinds of unusual life-forms, and a vital organ in the country's environmental anatomy, filtering its water and purifying its air. But desolate, nonetheless, and lonely and dangerous, which of course only adds to the moor's intrigue 
and the desire to visit them once in a while.